welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And uh, we're have, we had some logistics issues this week, guys. So we uh, we're having to do a remote record. Michelle is at her house. I'm in my apartment. So apologies for um, the sound quality this week. Maybe not being <laughs> up, not being up to par, um, but we are wrapping up our Star Kid month by talking about just the greatest musical ever, Twisted: <laughs> The Untold Story of a Royal Vizier. So, uh, Twisted: I- The Untold Story of a Royal Vizier uh, was performed in 2013. It stars Dylan Saunders, Rachel Soglin, uh, Jeff Blim, Meredith Stepien, Joe Walker, Nick Gage, Joe, Jim Povolo, Lauren Lopez, Jamie Lynn Beatty, Denise Donovan, Robert Mannion, and Alex Paul. Everybody yes. needs to be mentioned that's in this. It's just everybody. It <laughs> it's, yeah, it's absolutely everybody. Um, uh, it was directed by Brian Holden. Mm-hmm. Music, music by A.J. Holmes. Lyrics by Kaylee McMahon. Uh, uh, it was written by Matt and Nick Lang and Eric Congale. Mm-hmm. So uh, it has an IMDb score. That's right. It does. Of 8.7 out of 10. Fuck yes. Um, also, just a side mention that I want to get out there. Credit The credit song, uh, 1001 Nights <laughs> uh, pop version, so is, sung by, is sung by Brittany Coleman and Carlos Valdez. Carlos mm-hmm. Valdez, fairly well known to most people from The Flash. Uh, television sh- series on CW. He mm-hmm. plays one of the main, he's been a main character on that since the first episode. Cisco. So, yep. Um, I just thought that was cool to mention that, I, that he is a good buddy of theirs. So I, I love it so much. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if you, if for some reason, after hearing all of our star kid coverage, you haven't just gone out and, just watched everything that they have on YouTube. I will tell you that uh, Twisted, it's the seventh Starkid musical and it parodies the 1992 Disney movie Aladdin. And, um, but it tells the story from Jafar's point of view. It's basically a Disney send up version of, of the, mm-hmm. uh, the musical Wicked. It's yes, it's, it's Disney Wicked is what it is. Even, um, in, in the thank yous at the end, they even thank like everybody who works. Yes. On the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, and I mean, there, there are, there are some subtle homages to Wicked. And then there are also like some not so subtle homages <laughs> to Wicked. You mean like the fact we first see <laughs> Jafar, J A apostrophe F A R. Yes. So copyright can stay off of them. But uh, we first see him reading Wicked. <laughs> like, yes. that's the first way you see it, him. Yeah, well, and okay, it it has to be said that, yes, this movie, or musical, is, um, it is mostly a parody of Aladdin. However. Largely. Lar- yeah. They do manage to skewer a lot of other Disney like Disney products is not the word I'm looking for. Properties. There we go. Properties. But they also skewer Disney itself. Yes. Like Disney as a company. Yes. And the legendary 2Ds. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was just about to get, in, oh, get into it. that. It, um, it opens. We have the star kid logo in front of a very Cinderella esque castle. And which rumble is, roar. Which rumble roar leaps over. Um, 
Rumble, which is a joke from a very Potter musical. It's a joke from a very Potter musical. Um, and we we begin with Shahrazad, um, talking about the Magic Kingdom, and she says she explains once upon a time there was a Magic Kingdom which prospered through its commitment to two simple ideals: devotion and duty. The two D's. For many years, the kingdom stood as a shining beacon for artisans, craftsmen, and storytellers who all flocked to the land with a dream to uphold the sacred 2Ds. Through their hard work, a glorious golden age came to the kingdom, followed by a second, even greater than the first. Then came the dark times. The kingdom fell into the hands of an evil sultan, and through his negligence, the kingdom fell to ruin. The happiest place on earth became the crappiest place on earth. Despite the efforts of one man, a man with a dream, to restore the kingdom to its former glory and bring about the prophesied third golden age, a misunderstood man. This is his story. The untold story of a royal vizier. And it has to be noted that during this whole monologue from Sherazad, it's being played over the um, uh, the prologue music to Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Yep. What? Yes, that is. <laughs> which then we go into Dream a Little Harder, the the opening Which basically Which is is Belle. It yeah, it's a parody of Bonjour too at the yeah. beginning of the yeah, Belle the oh I love it. It's oh god. Because instead of saying Bonjour, they say fuck you. Yes. <laughs> like Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It's it's hilarious. And I remember first time I watched it, I was like Oh wow, we're just diving right in. Okay, because <laughs> some of their content, like like the very Potter stuff, has actually been edited for content. Yeah, um, I think to avoid any uh, what's the word, any um um, um copyright things, because mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling has always been a thing, a, a person that says that you can't use it for adult content, mm. essentially. I don't know if that's why, but that is my sincere guess. Yeah. Because uh, they, I know they edited stuff out of the show that is currently on YouTube. The, the, originally, mm-hmm. there, was some, there were some dirtier jokes in a very Potter musical than are currently there. Um, it's just the way it happens sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so this one, we, we just go right into, in, into that, fuck you, Jafar. It, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it opens with Jafar... I look around the kingdom and I see the desperation and the devastation that persists no matter what I do. But today could be the day the, the kingdom finally say to me, fuck you. And it just the chorus of fuck yous. And we're in a like and, busy market scene now. And yeah, you know, we get, we get the baker. <laughs> fuck you, Jafar. Marie, the baguettes. Hurry up. Um, and then we have the, the bookseller. The bookseller is um, my fucking favorite. You think you're better than me just because you can read? Get out of my bookstore. We don't like your kind in here anyway. Can I keep the book? Just or What about the book? Keep it. And may the rats, rats ejaculate upon you. you. Oh, thank you. And, thank you very thank much. You. And, and so, yeah. And then at one point he's reading the book and he literally runs just into Belle. He runs, yeah, into Belle. Into, um, yeah, from Beauty and the Beast. It's so funny. Man. Um... And can can I just say that during this number, like Robert Mannion just fucking steals the show. Robert Mannion oh. is like that though. <laughs> and he's just so good. You can't not like 
you can't not watch him. But just the lines that he has of just, um, what is like no man who just could ever trust a face with a face which triggers face such triggers disgust. such disgust. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's uh, you know. Yeah, but then it goes into. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, but then we get, and it's it's such mm-hmm. a like a condensation of just of so many like Disney ideals. The idea of like, oh yeah, okay, you know, J- Jafar is terrible, but you know, if if we're good and you know we we if you're oh, good and you're attractive, no need to be, be proactive. proactive. Good things will just happen to you, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, what if you dream a little harder, success is guaranteed. Um, some and, uh, oh god, but basically the it basically I, yeah, it boils down to um, whistle while you swallow a spoonful of sugar, and your dreams will come true upon a star. I mean, it's it literally the mm-hmm. condensation of all, <laughs> all yeah. like just Di- Disney in a nutshell. Um, Kaylee Kaylee McMahon, who did the lyrics, I don't know yeah. anything about 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 that person. But that those lyrics are just oh, chef's kiss. It's so fucking good. Um, the um, basically the sum of the song is that they believe everything bad in the kingdom is Jafar's fault, which is a um, running joke. If I mean, everything is Jafar, we even in the song, it's like, why does the sun go out at night? Why does my baby always cry? All of that. It's why is Jafar's everyone? In, why is everyone in the kingdom white? Fuck. I I remember like. Because you had seen this. I remember you had already seen yeah. this. And then when I moved in with you guys in 2013, you and I were hanging out and um, and we t- you turned this on. And at that line of, why is everyone in the kingdom white? I, I fell off your couch laughing. It is, it is brilliant. It's, the, it, this is, and it, I, it, I love the overlapping confusion of just the, like, one guy just going... I'm Welsh. In the background. You have like this cacophony going on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And just this kind of cacophony of confusion of just everybody is like, uh, and then then somebody's like, Jafar, Jafar. Um, everything is Jafar's fault. Everything is Jafar's fault. And we even, I mean, we still, we haven't, we haven't done it as much in a while, but I mean, <laughs> we still do the, Jafar, this is all your fault. And we, all your fault, Jafar. and also during that time the, that I lived with you, um, I had gone, I had gone somewhere. Oh, I had gone to Kansas City to see Anne and we went to, uh, we went to a Barnes and Noble and they had two Jafar Funko Pops left and I bought one mm-hmm. for me and one for you and we started we started using Jafar as the the rando when we played Cards Against Humanity, and yeah, that that led to some fun. Because um, if you ever played Cards Against Humanity, you have to have four players, but there's only there was only at the time three of us that were really hanging yeah. out like at a mm-hmm. like at a consistent basis. So you do a, you deal a fourth hand essentially, and you call that. I think it's like rando. It's it's rando, like yeah, it's, rando Calrissian, yeah. And so we started calling it Jafar instead. That way, when Jafar won, which actually happened one time, Jafar, it's not your won. fault. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it was. It, yeah, it, was, it just became. It's become synonymous for us with blaming everything. Like yes, and I like even, there's no one to blame, so we blame Jafar. I I I keep I keep my Jafar Funko 
on my desk at work so that when something inevitably goes wrong, I can look at the Funko and say, Jafar, it's all your fault. Because <laughs> it makes me happy. Well, and th- that first song finishes and we get our first, it's all your fault, Jafar, from uh, the, captain. Uh, the captain, the guard, which is played by Jim Povolo. <laughs> and so fucking Jim- good. Jim Povolo has some great comedic timing. That is for sure. Oh, he absolutely uh, does. And it feels and it, like this, like I could be wrong. Um, Cause my, um, my recall is, is not always the greatest, but like, this feels like one of the more substantial things for Povolo. Yes. Like, I would say this. And when he played Margaret in the, <laughs> the apocalypse uh, tour, the apocalypse tour, yeah, those are probably two of his bigger. They they keep him mostly in the background because his comedic timing is great, but he's not. Um, he's not really an actor like, like typically. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, he's and I mean, and he's he's definitely one and he of doesn't the, sing. Yeah, he he doesn't really sing all that well. But he, <laughs> one of the guys in the group actually made a band called Jim and the Povolos, and he and Jim yeah. Povolo is not in it. <laughs> Which, by the way, Jim and the Povolos, they have an EP and they have an album. And it's fucking great because it's, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. It's either Clark Backstresser or Mark Swiderski. I don't remember which one of them, but it's one of the, it's, it's maybe both of them. I don't remember. But then, and then you've also got Dylan and Joe Walker and, uh, mm-hmm. and Jeff Blim, Meredith Stepien, I think. I know Brian is on at least like one song and so is like Lauren. It's basically just some of them decided, yeah. Hey, we have some songs we're going to record. And they named their band Jim and the Povolos. Yep. <laughs> and it- um, and that's another thing to mention. Dylan Saunders plays Jafar in this. This is his last role with Starkid until Black Friday. Friday. Yeah. Well, Which because he- is crazy to me because he is, he is one of the, like the defining members for me. When it comes yeah. to music. Um, Cause musically he is one of their most talented singers. Oh, he absolutely like, is. And but the thing is though, is that it's kind of like during this time he was in, um, he was doing other, like he was doing other musicals. Like I know he did Judas Redux and, mm-hmm. and he did something else. And then he ended up on, on the AMC series turn for a while. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, oh, did you not know that? I started to watch that show and then quit. Now I've got to go back and watch that dang show. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on turn for a little bit. i got to tell Kimmy. Kimmy was watching that show. Okay, my sister Kimberly is a massive Dylan Saunders fan. Yes. She loves Dylan Saunders. Dylan has, so, his own, Dylan has his own album out, by the way. So I will have to tell her that because she mm-hmm. was watching that show at one point and quit. If Dylan shows up, she will be back for that, for that show. But anyway, it, it's just he is, and this is my favorite role Dylan obviously has ever done. Well, and this um, is the thing: in, it's within the Star Kid. They mythos. realized it. It took them a long time to realize that Dylan had like leading man potential. Yeah, and because uh, you mostly have, like, because for you know for the first several musicals that they did. Darren and Joey kind of took the lead. Whether you like or hate Darren Chris, which I happen to be on the like side, <laughs> he has a leading man look oh, yeah, yeah. and persona and charisma. Does, yeah. 
is exactly what you expect of a leading man, which is probably why it's so funny when he flips the script and things in Harry Potter that you just don't anticipate mm-hmm. like, you know, him singing a dragon to sleep instead yeah. of defeating it. Like things like that. It's, it, it's things like that that work really well. And then like you had, like I said, Joey and Joe Walker, Joe Walker has like such charisma. Like he's not the singer of the group, but he has mm-hmm. such charisma that, that he sells everything he does mm-hmm. just a hundred percent believably. Yeah. And and I think for them, honestly, it was probably in Starship that they went, oh, because Meredith, who plays Shahrazad, yeah. played the robot in Starship, and Dylan played Tootsie Noodles. <laughs> Tootsie Noodles. I couldn't even say the name without laughing. Just... Which is like the dumb farm boy soldier who falls in love with the robot. Yeah. And and it it, it comes into play in this. Their chemistry there. It's so in, in Starship and in this, they steal every scene they're in together in Starship. They, they absolutely like honestly. The thing that I remember, like I've only watched Starship through beginning to end. I've only watched it through once. Uh, but they, like Dylan and Meredith, are the things that I remember the mm-hmm. most from the show, and and it's you know especially um, because Dylan also plays. In Starship, he's also one of the villains. Yeah. In Kick It in, Up a Notch. Kick it, kick it Up a Notch is so goddamn good. The, the music in that musical, like, Darren Chris wrote the music, and it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, the music is great. I, they just, once again, I, we've talked about it on the other on the intro episode, they needed to really pare the musical down some. They did. And, and streamline it a little bit more than they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they would have had, like, I think it would have been just massive. Mm-hmm. But back to this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we, so sorry, we, yeah, yeah, we, we derailed, but it's fine. Which we, we do. It's not, nothing wrong with that. Well, because we get um, Jafar, like he's picking up, he, like he's dropped his book and he's realizing he's like, okay, something smells like shit. Is that my book? Why does my book smell like shit? And then in comes the captain. And he's like, that smell is me, Jafar. <laughs> And and this and is where relive, yeah yeah this is where we get the other side of the story from the Aladdin number one jump ahead because the 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 captain tells tells Jafar my men and I jumped from a window into a cart of crazy Hakim's discount fertilizer we were chasing a man no a devil a thief who every day robs from the common folk bread. Laundry off of clotheslines and even watermelons. We try to catch him, but he's always just one jump ahead. Today <laughs> things got a little out of hand, and a lot of good people are dead. God, it makes me laugh. Sorry. Um, well, and when you because when you're talking about when he starts listing the things that happen in the one jump ahead yeah, in Disney's he, yeah. version, yeah, there's some dead people that Aladdin is responsible yeah, for. As as he goes, <laughs> Monkey is responsible for the the sword swallower. Yeah, I will goes, say that he That's goes on to fault. say. The sword swallower slit his throat from the inside when the thief's pet monkey ripped the sword right out of it. And you know the guy that sleeps on a bed of nails? A fat guard fell on him. Now he's dead. And then, when we jumped, when we jumped from the window and into the cart of manure, Iqbal snapped his neck on impact and two more choked on shit. All this for a loaf of bread. <laughs> and then one, one, of the, um, one of the other... Abdul. Abdul, one of the other guards, stumbles out. Abdul, I thought you choked on shit. Um, but Abdul, get the loaf of bread back. 
like, yes, yes, Abdul, we did. And then praise Allah. Allah. And then and he dies. And then Abdul dies. This is all your fault, Jafar. It's like my fault. Socioeconomic inequality, like you promised. It's just one of the best fucking lines. Oh God. Um. But this and, is. And know, meanwhile, we, yeah. we go on and we find out that um, an important prince is coming from the land of Pixar. Oh um, my word! And because I remember when they said that, I was like Pixar, okay. And then it kept going, and I went, "Oh my gosh, this is this Pixar." Yeah. Oh my word. Um, you know, but this this prince, he's not just another suitor for the princess, um, but. He's there. He's coming because the trade agreement between the kingdoms has expired, and Jafar has pulled out all the stops: a character breakfast with the princess, a two-day park hopper pass, and a lanyard for pin collecting. And that the, um, you know, this prince he must be treated with the utmost respect. But then the captain lets Jafar know, oh yeah, that guy he was already accosted by the thief, and you know, it goes on the whole thing of. He's like, you know, he he said he'd never seen a horse with two rear ends before. And it's like, I don't know if he was saying that like he had a fate like an ass for a face or so I can't remember the, the exact line. If he had a, if the prince had a big horsey ass or an ass for a face. face. Yeah, that's what it was. A horse um, ass for a face, yeah. But no, I, I do uh, I had never thought about it, but that is essentially yes, what yeah. is happening. Like Aladdin is definitely calling that guy an ass. Yeah. And that is a thing you would not have gotten when you were a little child. <laughs> um but here we we have you know Jafar asking like, okay, you know, well who who is this thief? And like well, there are whispers, rumor only. They say he's called Aladdin. And then enter Aladdin, played by Jeff Blim. And my God. Well, right before that happens, um, the other thing is that they have to rush back to the palace because, oh, yeah, the princess is known to set <laughs> She's tigers, tigers on visiting princes. So they better run. Mm-hmm. And that's when the, then they do the Aladdin thing. And Jeff Blim enters dressed as Aladdin, mm-hmm. like from the cartoon. And, it, and they were able, because this one was done through Kickstarter. It's their first Kickstarter mm-hmm. musical. And they were able to raise the money for puppets. So there's a bird parrot puppet mm-hmm. and a monkey puppet. Yes. It's so funny. Uh, because, and the other thing is they can use Aladdin, the name Aladdin, because that is a, that is from, you know, 1001 Nights yes. back in the day. And, and so, and so is, so is Jafar. Like you know, the they, they're 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 many... apostrophe F A R with Jafar, yes, so they, they, they can um, escape the Disney. But when it comes later, when we meet the princess, she is just the princess. Well, She's yeah, never referred and... to by a name. Yeah, well, because because Aladdin is Aladdin is is more of a prominent character in the um, mm-hmm. in the Arabian There's Nights, Aladdin, and yeah, 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 and then, you know, from from what I remember, there there are several jinn, there are several viziers. One of them is Jafar, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's also just a, a common name in um, mm-hmm. in like Arabian stories, and um, but also uh, you know, but the you know, it, in pretty much m- most like folk tales and fairy tales, it, your princesses are just the princess like very rarely do they have names you know and the kings and the sultans and the queen you know they're just their title so it it absolutely like yes i understand copyright is a thing but to me it also works in context (laughs) 
but um, they definitely were just avoiding the name Jasmine for all. Yes. Oh yeah, at, yeah. At all costs. Um, but my, but we have, we do have. Aladdin comes in. He loots Abdul's body, <laughs> steals his wallet. The best thing about dead bodies. Yeah, great thing about dead bodies. You can, you can loot them. You can eat him. <laughs> and the monkey starts to take a big old bite of flesh. That is a scary monkey. <laughs> that puppet. It is a good quality puppet. It really is. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. And then- and simultaneously, the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so fucking creepy in a way. And, you know, I think, but a lot of that, I think, comes down to, um, you know, comes down to the the performance that Lauren gives. Mm-hmm. Because, cause that you know, that's the thing about puppetry, is that for the most part, unless you've got, like, a really complicated puppet... You know, like you think about like all the Muppets. I'm like, they're they th- their eyes are ping pong balls. Yet there are people who swear that Miss Piggy blinks coquettishly, and she doesn't. Yeah. And it all comes down to performance. And so it's there's so it, it's in that puppet. Yeah, there's something in that puppet that lets the the top lip curl back. Yeah, and it's creepy. It's so creepy. Um, but yeah, this is where we um, this is where yeah, we get Aladdin's, Aladdin's number. I steal everything. Um, Aladdin's I Want song. <laughs> yes, it's Aladdin's I Want song. And it's just got some great bits in it. The, um, <laughs> the, the, thro- like coming across these, you know, like little, like crippled orphan children, like, hey, kids, you want a loaf of bread? We do, sir. And like throwing it off stage. Fetch you, fucks. Because it's got raisins in because it. Because it's got raisins, raisins in it, so he didn't want to eat it. Um, so then he accosts the bread maker and tells him to stop making bread with raisins in it. And well, a monkey thinks we should just kill you. And I was like, nah. But now I'm thinking, well, and then no more fucking raisins. Oh my god, it's so good. And then the best part is the girl. Well, no, hold on. It's the it's the setup that makes it yeah. so good because you it's have so funny. you have the you know you have some. You know, random woman. Oh, getting in trouble a little early today, aren't we, Aladdin? You're early in trouble if you get caught. And Aladdin turns around to the sound of a girl saying his name. Turns around, and there's a heavily pregnant girl. Aladdin, I'm in trouble. And nobody get caught. I'm in trouble. Yeah, and to which she tells him, "After that night we spent together, my belly grows big with child. My father says you must marry me now. You'll bring dishonor on our, on our whole family." And her dad, played by Jim Povolo, is just standing over there menacingly. <laughs> and Povolo, we didn't mention this. He is taller than everybody else in this cast. Like He's... he is He is definitely like definitely like a head taller than Jeff Lim. He, who's playing a lot? I I would say that Povolo is probably about six three. It seems like it, yeah. At least six. So I'm, yeah, I I have a stepbrother who's six foot four, and so I just kind of like I'm gauging it on like he's like yeah he looks about as tall as my brother. Um, but yeah, so he's sitting there menacingly in the corner. But I just can't get married because your dad's being a douche, and if I do marry, I want it to be for love. Oh, Aladdin, I understand. You're such a special girl, Jezebel. Who's Jezebel? Uh, busted. And the fact that he steals her to- purse. <laughs> and then the best line, though, because it's uh, you know, Pablo as the father begins like walking and toward him. He goes, on him. Hey, yeah, 
Just just one question. Why, Why man? Because you, you stole, stole my daughter's hymen. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, well, but to be fair, your daughter's hot. And the I dad high fives and walks away. Because he's like, yeah, I can't disagree. <laughs> like, that's so, it's so weird. Oh, my but God. It, it, the, when, the first time that happened, the first time I watched it, I think I, I probably had to pause it. Because it is <laughs> so funny. Even my husband, who... Like he he came in and I was watching it yesterday when I was taking my notes and he's like, Oh, this is such a good musical. It's probably my favorite one. I was like, You are not alone, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Cause um, oh it is so funny. It's so great. But from here we get the introduction of Prince Ahmed. And he <laughs> is he has had his pants <laughs> ripped apart by the tiger. Um and he's um and he's like b- uh bringing this up he's upset yeah he's bringing this up to jafar of you know like show like literally showing his ass and you know what jafar what do you see your ass cheeks my lord i don't know why it's dylan's delivery of that line it fucking kills me every time um but he's like this this is an act of war jafar she treated she treated me like i'm some throwaway joke as if i were some silly side character here only to illustrate her reluctance to get married which is just, the fact that they take this literal throwaway joke character and like flesh him out and give him depth is yep it's one of the things that makes this musical my favorite and, like, and this is also the moment when you really get that this is, you finally realize, not finally, but it becomes very blatantly obvious that this is Pixar now. Yes. Because he's like, think about mm-hmm. your, your exports over the past several years. Toys. Uh, fish. Exotic fish. fish. Like, and all other uh, sorts of Incredibles. Incredibles. And you're like, haha, because Toy Story, Finding, Finding Nemo, Incredibles. Incredibles. I see what you did there, sir. And it's like, we have a deal. You know, this is, he's like, we produce them. Yes, but we distribute them. It, it works. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is the Pixar Disney deal that used to yep. exist. It's so funny. Um, Like just the, the actual real life humor yes, of it just it's, gets me. It's so good. But, uh, you know, like Ahmed kind of storms off. He prepare for war. Yeah. Prepare for war. We get, the princess has set the swallowtails free and Jafar is like, Oh fuck, what are you doing? And they'll be, they'll be dead within an hour. They're not native to here. Yeah. And you know, that's when he tells her like, when are you going to learn that your actions have consequences? And, um, and tell it like, you know, it goes on, um, telling her, you know, not, you know, not all your suitors deserve to have a tiger sicked upon them. What about that first prince? Like, he was a charming fellow. I heard he once made out with a girl while she was blacked out. It's like, that's not charming. That's kind of rapey. It's like, well, what about Prince Eric? What about Eric? This, the seafaring flautist. He fucked a fish. He did not fuck, did a, fuck a fish. fish. He, he wanted, wanted to fuck a fish. fish. Predator, fish fucker, will anyone ever live up to your impossible standards? God, it's just such a fun exchange. Um, it, yeah, oh, it's so good, and and they have this like very mentor mentee relationship. Yes. As it goes on, you you feel more and you begin to understand more and more. This is more father daughter than she is with the Sultan. 
Yes. In fact, I don't think you ever see her with the Sultan. No, you never do. Well, there's like one moment. It's when uh, when Aladdin is accusing Jafar of sorcery. They're all kind of in the room together. Everybody's kind of on stage at that at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, Um. (laughs) But then here here's where we start getting like some of that Star Kid like parody or like satire disguised as parody with the. Like the princess going on to to declare how you know marriage it's just such a medieval institution that marriage is like slavery, and then she yells for grapes, which her slaves bring her um and then, and they, then you know, they're, they're fan- yeah they're, they're yeah she's hot, so they're fanning her and then she then she's cold, so they bring her a a silk wrap and she says i can't wear this don't you know that these are made in sweatshops where have you been spinning silk in your private sweatshop mistress you you actually actually work work in one of those that's supporting a corrupt system you're part of the problem it's so fucking she's saying this to her slaves to her slaves like it's just and then she just, you slaves couldn't understand this feeling. She just wants to be free. <laughs> and then she goes into her I want song. Everything is more. Musical. And it talks about how she wants, you know, every, literally it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. So it says on the tin. It's, it's great. It's a, tr- it's a standard, like, you know, I want song. And then you get the lines and it's probably my favorite part of the song is like, I want the moon. I want to live on the moon. <laughs> like keep it as a pet and eat it in a pie and wear it like a gemstone in my hair like it's just typical yep. like just spoiled brat well and like the other thing like it makes me wish sometimes it makes me wish I were lonely and poor but like with money, with money. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't understand the, the 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 what she what she's saying at all she doesn't understand the yeah. uh the the contradiction in what she's saying because yes. she's dumb. Um, it's not that she's dumb so much as that she's, dumb. She's, she's she's young and she's naive and she's naive. definitely that's been, a better word. She's definitely been spoiled, but um, but from here but now from, Jafar has yeah. to has to figure out what to do about this war with Ahmed. Oh, and so he goes to his advisors, only to find out the entire two D department had been fired. Once again, we're back to the real life Disney stuff, and I just fall on the floor um, laughing. Well, oh, cause... this is because yeah, Jafar is reading the decree that the um, the two D department is to be disbanded. All one hundred and fifty members are to be sacked. To which the captain goes, "Mm-hmm. We put them in burlap sacks and beat them until they were dead. Ah, oh, those were men and women of quality. All those masters of craftsmanship thrown right out the window." Out of the highest window of the Western Tower. This is all your fault, Jafar. You didn't have the 2D department doing anything of value. And it just... It's... God, it's so good. But they... um, This is where, like, Jafar starts... He's angry and he starts trashing the 2D department. And and in... um, in kind of in the wreckage after he's like tossed some tables and things he um um he finds a scarab necklace and it begins singing the stands of time song 
um, oh. which I, I just love. Like it, this is entering, is entering the part of the musical where it gets like, it gets real. It's so it's yeah. like, like it's been funny up to this point. Now we're gonna take your heart and stomp on it because it's what we do. Yes. Um. That, yeah. He's this is that turning point. Because he literally sings like "Sands of Time, Take Me Back" before it all went wrong. When life, uh, when life love was still was a song. song, love was still a song. Uh, and tomorrow shone as brightly as a star. To, uh, and and so all of a sudden we're now flashing back to Jafar's first day at the palace, and. We watch him walking through the marketplace, and now they really do love him. Mm-hmm. And he sings about the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Mm-hmm. And it, that's another really great, like, parody song. Yeah, because it's, it's um, the tune of uh, Bare Necessities. Yeah. And it, it's just such a great – parts of it are to the tune of Bare Necessities. They're yeah. very careful about that. They do a yes, great job at, at interweaving it. Yes. Um, A.J. Holmes knocks that out of the park. But yeah, so it literally comes down to like Jafar is saying, I'm going to go to the, they're like, the, the palace is finally going to have a good and honest man. And Jafar is like, well, I'm sure they're doing their best, but you know, I have some ideas that I'm going to, I'm going to get through there and, and show them what they need to remember and da, 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 da. And then as he's finishing the golden rule song, he literally backs into uh, the current vizier. Yeah. Cause he's now assistant vizier. So he backs into the current vizier who, who spouts the line, which is from Aladdin. He who has the gold makes the rules. And Joe Walker in this role is so hysterical it's so and creepy. Good. Oh, God, yeah. He, I mean, Jeff Blim kind of has the market on terrifying and creepy when it comes we'll get to, to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Joe can turn it on when he wants to. Um, but, but, but so. Then we get, the. this is the introduction of Sherazad. And yeah. because, you know, you hear like her, <laughs> um, you like you hear the sound of like a, you know, of a sword and her her shout and then she's shoved on stage and you find out her like that nobleman cut off my ear. So he didn't like my face. That's, That's barbaric. barbaric. Hey, it's home. So, but, um. You know, it's you know, so he, her, slides from Arabian Nights, the song. Know, yeah. Her, you know, her ear has been cut off, but no, no, no worry. Jafar is a is a studied healer. He can't like reattach the ear, but he can stop the bleeding. And um, and and she she laments, you know, oh well, I was brought here for my beauty, and and like, well, if I don't have that now, I don't know what I have. And he and he jafar tells her you know true beauty lies within but no scratch could tarnish your heavenly glow and, and just, yeah we get this so immediate um, yeah and there's this immediate attraction between the two she begins telling him the story of the tiger head cave and mm-hmm. and and know, the two before, lovers who are separated yeah yes and the the common oil lamp and you know but it's said to hold a miraculous gin He's also really funny. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Jafar, it, Jafar, like, doesn't quite believe it. He's like, oh, you know, because um, she's talking about, you know, the sorcery and magic. And, and he says, oh, you know, sorcery, that's a craft for fools and dreamers. I'm a scientist. I believe only in what I can feel or what I can touch and feel. And Sherazad goes on to to explain, you know, the cave remains hidden to those without the key. And she presents him with this half scarab. Um, it said to, uh, it said that the cave was sealed 
by two lovers who were transformed into one golden scarab and the cave will reopen when the two halves become one and the lovers are reunited once more. You say you believe only in what you can touch and feel. Magic does nothing if not touch the soul. And there's no greater feeling than that. And the great one. Okay. I was going to say the greatest song in this musical. That's not true because there are many. One of the greatest songs in this musical, a thousand and one nights. This is the greatest serious song in the musical. Like, this 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 song could be taken out of this musical and still be an excellent like without context it's still a beautiful it's still an excellent song. love song yeah with like even and without it, context yeah yeah um but like i'm not kidding like rewatching this like rewatching this last night like Dylan and Meredith are so fucking good in this number that by the time like that this number starts, like I forgot that I was watching a Star Kid musical and yeah. not like something, for lack of a better word, professional. I mean, I know they're professional, but you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. And so, the, and they sing the song, and it literally is like a thousand and one nights is not enough to spend. So let's make ours a story with no end. Okay, I have the greatest, the line that kills me in this song every time. Like, one, like, Dylan, like, watching Dylan's face the course of this number, like, you buy it that he has fallen in love. And, oh, yeah. And, um, but the line that it, oh, God, it kills me every time of, I never cared for stories until you entered mine, and now my only wish is that our plots may intertwine. And, mm-hmm. and so the, good the proposal <laughs> for my what, what took you long enough asked, yeah when he asked her for her hand it took you long enough um but yeah then and god well then we they've get been married of, for a bit yeah we get like a, a little slice of their married life and um sherazad gives him the parrot the it's a baby and um and how you know it'll be good for them to have something to care for it'll be good practice because after you know after we don't know how long has passed but you can like they've been trying for a baby for a long time and now she's finally with child and the healers just told them it it couldn't happen and now she's with child yeah so um, he like picks her up and sends her the joy in that moment. I know. It's so beautiful. And then not only that, he gets a call that he gets, you know, summoned to the palace because the, the Sultan will hear his land reform bill now. Mm-hmm. So he, he brings her hair off because she's, she's sort of his good luck charm. Like, yep. and he never wants to be separated from her. And oh. then we meet the Sultan. And Nick Cage. Nick Gage is the Sultan. He fucking makes uh, this scene, and it's so what, funny. What words of wisdom will he spout? I took my finger, and I pushed in my penis, and it's never come out since. And that's that's his words of wisdom. It's so dumb, but it's so funny. And before Jafar can present his land reform bill, the Sultan sees Shahrazad and says, "Who is she? Oh, this is this is my wife, Shahrazad." She's my wife now. She makes my withered loins feel life again. Oh god! And she's brought away to be bathed and shaved and sent to the harem. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, Jafar tries to fight for her, and she tells him, you know, we will be reunited, just like the lovers in the story. Have faith. You know, we we have to follow the Sultan's 
you know, the Sultan's decrees because he's the king or he's the Sultan. We have to do what he wants. And she gives him the key and is taken away. And then we get the narration of, of what happened to her, which is that she died. He's he's, it comes back to the present and, and Jafar says, um, first I lost her to the Sultan. Then I lost her to heaven. I thought that if I just did my duty, I could get her back. Now I am Royal Vizier and I'm powerless to save her or our city. Unless the cave, the lamp, the wish granting gin. And so now he's formulating the plan to, to find the other half of the scarab. And this is where we get the song. If I believed. And if I believe. Oh, so good. Okay. It's, Oh my God. Um, it it makes me teary, like it, almost it every time I hear it. This song, like this, and the power in me, like they make me yep. cry every time I hear them. Yep. But with, Especially when I'm watching them in context with the yes. with the musical. Um, it's ugh. the like because this like this song. It's not necessarily Jafar's "I Want" song, but um, but it you know Jafar saying, "If I believed in wishes, as silly as it seems, I'd find that hidden cave, turn back the sands of time, and save you." If I believed in dreams, if I believed in magic, if I believed in good, I'd be the best vizier. I'd make our troubles disappear if I believed I could. And this is the part that, like, makes me cry. But wishes are dreams and dreams are pretend. So science and reason went out in the end. Science says you're dead and gone forever. Reason says I'm talking to the air. But something in my heart, some secret hidden part, illogically insists that you are there somewhere. If I believe in wishes, if I can find the key, perhaps it's not too late to change the course of fate. Because after all, I must be pretty great if you believed in me. And which to me, this song is, it's such a, it's, it's almost, it's something I'd never really considered of like how much of like a peek behind the curtain it is into the character of Jafar because mm-hmm. you know he he's the most reviled man in the kingdom everybody hates him but it's i wouldn't say that it doesn't bother him but he knows that he's doing the best that he can and he only wants to make things better yeah he just doesn't have the power to do it and that frustrates him but as you watch and you see like the things the things that he tries to do it's he's motivated like all of his motivation comes down to love and and like it's his love for this kingdom and his love for the princess for Sherazad. and and so you like the idea of he you know him kind of doubting himself and you know, there's like, I believe in science and I believe in what I can touch and what I can feel. And, you know, illogically, there's a part of me that still believes that you're here, even though I know you're not. And it's, it's the belief that he has in Sherazad's belief in him that gives him the ability to do what he does. And it, it's just, like I can't put it into like I can't put into words just how amazing of an idea that is. Like yeah. it's something that I had never fully taken into consideration until I was watching last night. I mean, I will admit to be fair, I was running a very high fever when I was taking my notes last night. 
so there there could be parts of this that i'm like whoa and i think i've gone galaxy brained and it could just be a fever so um, no i you hit the nail on the on the head here like he is definitely only able to do what he does because of the belief shahrazad had in him in the mm-hmm. past it, it has given him the the courage and the impetus to stay with it yeah all this time since since her death um and so then we get that we find out the princess has run away. Oh, I only hope you haven't fallen prey to some sex crazed ruffian. And she walks with Aladdin, and and Aladdin is Aladdin is doing every single piece of the Predator playbook. Oh my god! Um, he is you know he's telling her how smart she is and how great she is and and like it it when you listen to it it is every piece it's, of what you yeah it's like when he should run. Um, and, and this is, you know, you have the princess who's so naive, um, you know, she's saying, she's like, oh, you're so generous sticking your neck out for a girl you just met while expecting absolutely nothing in return. And then insisting I stay with you tonight. All the and time then, you know, he's being like the creepiest creep. And adults just don't get it. I mean, you're 16 and I'm only 33. So... Like, and you're I, like okay the no. fact that he says he's like you're 16 and i'm yeah wow i i'm only 33 it's like i think i've seen it all but i forget how young i am sometimes and you're just like i want to punch you already it, like you're already he's, punchable he's literally twice her age <laughs> well and then he, he uh this is really he starts telling her, her orphaned at 33 yeah. well because he's telling her he's like you know there's just there's this thing that I I can't tell other people because they they, they just don't they don't understand and they don't you know the, no girl ever understands this and, and but I think you know you're different you might understand but see I'm an orphan oh my god my parents died earlier this year yeah so he sings the song about being orphaned at 33 and how that means he had no one to teach him right for wrong from wrong and how how's a 33 year old kid supposed to know how to get by on his own yeah he's skeezix he really is it's Um, so gross and but meanwhile she's like oh my god you're so deep and tortured and tragic and can i just say can i just say my absolute favorite line from orphan at 33 the whole thing is gold it really is but the line that never fails to make me laugh is when I have kids of my own, I'll break the chain. You'll see I'm going to live forever. So they'll never know the pain of being orphaned at 33. Yeah. Ugh. It's so stupid, but it, God, it's great. Um, but it and he's, he's clearly trying to put the moves on the princess. Yeah. Um, and they are about to have their kiss when the guards, the guards bust in. <laughs> They're after me. They're, They're after, after you. Me. They're after you. There she is, boys. Get her. Get her. Yeah. <laughs> Right under the bus. Um, um, but so yeah, we get you know they they haul Aladdin away, um, and the princess is thoroughly incensed. Um, meanwhile, interrupted before my first kiss. Meanwhile, like no, no high five. <laughs> Povolo trying not. To this play. is Jafar's orders. It's all Jafar's fault. Yeah. So she's got to go talk to Jafar if she has a problem with them arresting Aladdin. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we have a thief bringing Jafar the other half of the scarab 
pendant. Um, I had to slit a few people's throats, but I got it. Which is is a quote from the beginning of Aladdin. Yes. Like, it's actually Jafar meeting with this thief at the beginning of Aladdin. Only this time it's so much funnier. It's like, wh- wait, you slit people's throats? I didn't tell you to kill anyone. This is just awful. It's just an expression. It means I got a killer deal at the marketplace. Oh, oh, oh okay. It's like I colorful wa- expressions in the marketplace. Yeah, like I, I, I walked right into his shop and I fucked his puppy. What? You did what? But another common expression. I put that merchant in his place as if he were a defenseless puppy. It went great until that merchant realized how badly I'd screwed him over on the price. Did he ever chop my dick off? And at first, Jafar said, no, Uh, I see what you mean. Comedy rule threes, man. (laughs) Yeah, comedy rule threes. This time, he really did have his dick chopped off, and he turns around to show Jafar. And Jafar starts screaming in horror as as the incensed thief walks away. Yes. Or not Um, thief, but in this case, it would be... uh, uh what's what's the word um purveyor of goods yes <laughs> like like the middleman essentially um, he walks away yeah I mean, and the, the jafar has oh yeah um i was gonna say jafar is saying you know the tiger head cave is said to be a treacherous place but i know just the able body soul that i could risk in good conscience and so jafar is offering aladdin everything in the cave he just wants the lamp um, and Aladdin doesn't realize who Jafar is. Um, and he begins to tell him how much he's like, I can't leave town until, you know, I bang I, the princess. No, it's like, I gotta do, it's like, I gotta do this one thing first. That thing is a girl. She's got these eyes that just, and her butt. Wow. And her toddies. Oh, it's like, she's just and he's so doing beautiful, fuckable. <laughs> And he's doing all the same motions, like with his arms and stuff, that cartoon Aladdin does do. Yes. Oh God, it's like so great. that's the that's the kicker of it. Is he starts yeah. doing like some of the same like things that Aladdin in the cartoon does, and you, it just makes mm-hmm. you like have to stop for a second. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Aladdin can't move on until he fucks the princess. Um, he's got to get this nut out, yeah, and you can see going. Jafar's face. <laughs> And I would say if he didn't need Aladdin, and, Aladdin would no longer be breathing. And murder is written on Jafar's face. It really is. Because um, this is the princess that he has spent, you know, the last 16 years serving. And yeah, yeah he is he is not impressed with that. Um, but he needs this dude. So yep. he's so like, he gets, let's just go get it done. Yeah. Um. So we here we get Happy Ending, which is a, a song of um jafar aladdin and the princess um all talking about getting a happy ending um aladdin meaning literally um but well and he's also feeling so much easier yeah it's that satire stuff again because this this one is full of satire yeah oh stealing is so much easier when you've already got tons of gold and then he's got his eye on what money can't buy because that that princess princess is hella tight tight um and then you know jasmine wants the happy ending it's the line i'll be the one who plunders her cave of wonders that's so bad it's so bad but but in this we get and and jasmine is is singing about how she wants aladdin Mm -hmm. uh, you know to be free my innocent innocent aladdin Aladdin, please darling don't be dead. dead 
It puts a damper on our it love. It puts a damper on our love. Yeah. If you don't have a head. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Um, and then, but then we get the line that uh, Kia, once again, I am a mess on the floor when it mm-hmm. gets to, um, you get to the part with uh, uh, Jafar and he, he turns it into a, we go back to Wicked here. And this is more of a subtle mm-hmm. allusion to Wicked. Um, Cause he starts singing about the genie will say to me. And it's very much a part of, if you've seen the musical Wicked, which mm-hmm. I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing it a couple of times. I love that musical. Um, but you know, she at one point, Elphaba, the you know, the wicked witch, quote unquote, in the musical, mm-hmm. sings about how somebody someday the wizard maybe will help her turn her skin from green, like we'll we'll see her worth and help her not be a freak anymore, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so this is essentially the same thing. It's just with you know, the genie someday will say to me, Jafar, you're a man of such worth. It's a shame how your yeah, loneliness Jafar, you're a man of such virtue i hate to see how your virtue. happiness and your memories hurt you shouldn't a man who's so noble whose influence is so global have someone by his side i know what you're wishing so with your permission i'd like to bring back bring back your bride and we see like sherazad steps out and jafar and they have like moment. this fantasy type moment yeah where he's he's watching her oh it's so like every time man and it, every time so and, gets and me the idea of what like jafar's happy ending and it, and with my wife beside me my failures will be absolved the world will be a paradise with all its problems solved we'll retire to some far off place share an itty bitty living space a humble yet cozy abode where we can find our own happy ending like that's all jafar wants yeah and and then Aladdin steals the lamp because all this other treasure was just lava. You lied to me, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm stealing the lamp. Yep. Good thing I found this this rug, which the rug we find out is what it's the it possesses the soul of a lecherous thief. Yes, <laughs> I believe is what is what Shahrazad said. Yes, but yeah, I love that. But yeah, so Aladdin Aladdin gets away with the lamp, and Jafar is left to scream, you know, into the into the darkness, as mm-hmm. it were. Oh my god, and and then we pick up we get the next act two. Yeah. And I had forgotten that act two opened with Tiger Fucker. How can you forget that? I was so no, excited. No. It's just, no, I just forgot that that's how it opened. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't forget the number. It's just for whatever reason, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's right. This is the opening so of act funny. two. Um, so Ahmed has returned to his people and they didn't even realize he was gone. Um, but through discussions and stuff, it, it, it comes out, you know, he was, there's a misunderstanding hold and they believe that he received the manhood of a tiger. It, it, it starts out, it was like, he's showing them his ass. He's like, what do you see? And they're like, um, a smooth set of cheeks, my prince. And this goes on. And then he, he's like, no, claw marks. And how do you suppose they got there? You received the manhood of a badger. You smiled at a crocodile. Those are stretch marks. They happen. It Robert was a Manny, tiger. Stealing the moment. Oh my god! It was a tiger. Oh, yeah. you received the manhood of a tiger. Did you hear that, lads? Our prince made love to a tiger. All hail Ahmed, the tiger fucker. And they begin to all chant it. Tiger fucker, tiger fucker. Um, but yeah, then we get the number. Like no one remembers Ahmed. And the kingdom has oppressed us for years. And, and literally, it's 
just this great song about how everyone should remember Ahmed and no one does. He can pleasure 60 <laughs> concubines in only an hour. No one remembers Ahmed. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's eviscerated peasants, eviscerated peasants from their head down yeah. to their toes, but no one remembers Ahmed. Like, it goes through the whole thing, and then it ends with them, he fucked a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> It's, oh, oh Robert Man! I think it's Robert Mannion again yes, in that yes, moment. Yes. He fucked stealing, um, and everybody's like, "No, no, stop, stop, stop!" Like we're not mocking him. Stop it. Okay, can I can I just say two? Like, there are a couple of things about this number that popped out at me this time. One, I had forgotten because he naturally has a mustache, and pretty much everybody else is clean shaven. But like Nick Gage not needing the fake mustache for this number because his fits in perfectly. Um, and then the fact that, like I said, everybody else wearing the exact same fake mustache, not, it's, it's a long, not quite like a Fu Manchu, um, not really a handlebar, but somewhere in that vicinity. In between, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the mustache weirdly looks good on Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Like I oh god I was dying. It god it's such an iconic number. And I mean how god I've lost count of how many times we would all just randomly yell tiger fucker. But and so they they now are marching to war on the magic kingdom. Yes. And and then we have uh the princess and Jafar are meeting cuz Jafar's like are you mad at me you tried to poison me at dinner are you mad at me what's going on? You, you only do that when you're mad at me. Yeah. Usually, I mean, and so talk. they they sit down to talk, and she she gets mad at him for killing that poor boy. What was his name? Oh, I'm totally flaking. And Aladdin. She winds up forgetting it. I think once more in the conversation has to yeah. write it on her hand. But uh, Jafar, too, meanwhile, too. it's time it's time to impart a life lesson to to his to the princess, and he tells her, you know, to be wary. Of men who whip it out. Their songs. Because a song is just a prelude. To a dick. In fact princess. Just remember this song. In times like, A song is a dick in sheep's clothing. A song means a dick is on the way. And then he gets interrupted by the captain of the guard. To tell it's, him about the. Uh, unscheduled parade. That has just killed a bunch of people. Yeah I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me. Like it. The the truncated number, like, it works so well, like, just for the comedic timing of it. But there's a part of me, I would love, like, I want to hear the full number, A Song is a Dick in Cheap's Clothing. <laughs> it's just, but it's so true with I Disney. It, oh, it absolutely it's not, is. It, it is. It is absolutely there, like, the uh, the prince sings the princess a song, and, and now they're a thing. Fade to fireplace. But, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, just the the be wary of men who whip it out. And the look on Jasmine's face, like, what? They're songs. They're songs. Oh. Because <laughs> the song is uh, a prelude. Oh my god. I um, love it. Well, and you know, the, the captain is saying, you know, like, some fool is leading a parade through the streets without a permit. And without the yep. streets being cleared. I counted 13 dead before the peacocks got to them. Um... Like this is all your fault, Jafar. Maybe if you threw a parade once in a while, and then, and then uh, Aladdin comes in, and Jafar, Jafar no, goes to deal with that. Jafar, Jafar goes to, to deal with that. 
Jafar is suspicious that it might be Aladdin because he says because as he leaves he's saying like that Aladdin is too clever to show his face around here but even if he did he'd be in such a yeah. heavy disguise <laughs> enter Aladdin and the princess he immediately recognizes him <laughs> because he's in the he's in the uh the prince outfit sort of yeah sort of the, the prince, prince outfit from the movie yeah and she's like Aladdin how'd you recognize me it is you you're just wearing different clothes and and it, it goes on to there's a fourth wall breaking moment well for, first she tells her you know he's actually a prince it was all a lie but everything he ever told her was a lie don't you trust me yeah. like everything i told you that and was a lie don't you trust me now i'm now i'm feeling like everything that was attracted to you, that I was attracted to in you isn't there <sighs> nope no nope, i just have to get back on that high that i was on before you want to get high? All right. <laughs> and then he breaks the fourth wall by talking to the audience. Hey, Aladdin here. How y'all doing tonight? So did you know there's a way to get people to, t- to think about sex without actually talking about it? Yeah, it's called subliminal messaging. Go, I'll show you what I mean. Come on. Like, and hey, he goes babe. back. Hey, babe, such a beautiful night. Take off your clothes. Um, <laughs> and he literally like begins to say in between everything he says, take off your clothes, take off yeah. your clothes, take off your clothes. And then we get the princess's fourth wall break to the camera. Like, oh no, you guys, do you think Jafar could be right about Aladdin? And we get an emphatic yes nod from the camera. The camera um, itself nods. But assuming the audience but yells on. no. I, I, have, I have to tell you a thing. Because, um, you know, I watch everything with captions. And, yes. and so they're if captions are available, I I am using them to watch. Like, I'm using them on whatever I'm watching. And so, captions were available for this. So, I had them on. And in this, um, the captions for this bit where the princess is saying, you know, like, oh, no, you guys. Do you think Jafar could be right about Aladdin? And it's saying various things of, like, you know, like the like girls in the crowd, like, yelling, you know, yes, Jafar is right. And then there's the caption. Darren Chris from the audience. I don't think so. <gasps> uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. That, <laughs> that makes everything so yeah. much better. I knew, like, I, I, when that happened, I vaguely remembered, like, oh yeah, that's right. I do remember hearing that Darren was there, like that Darren came and just watched oh. the show. But his, his I and, don't think so is what yeah, she responds he, to. And so I oh. backed I backed it up and listened to it. And yeah, it sounds just like Darren. Um, That's amazing. That is my favorite thing that I you, did not know about this musical. You have to go back. <laughs> I will happen to watch that scene. Darren Chris, man. Yeah, but caption, he says, I don't think so. The caption yeah. literally says, Darren Chris in the audience, colon. I don't think so. <laughs> That's great. And then um, she, she goes, me neither. And nice, charming. It's not like he's singing or anything. And so she goes back and they're going to go on a magic carpet ride. And I, Robert Mannion coming out doing the sound effects of the carpet as he sets it down on the, in the right spot. Yes. Hilarious. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, he whips it out. His song. song. And um, yeah, we get the song "Take Off Your Clothes." It's the lewd version of a whole new world. And and I dare you, I defy you, to watch this and then go back and watch a whole new world and tell me it doesn't just line up totally. 
Um, and I do love the moment the stars above de- declare our love and lights above them come on and say fuck each other. Um, it's just so good. It's just classic. So, so funny. But she, you know, she's, she's a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And so at the end she asks, she's like, wait, you're a prince. You, you have an army, right? Yeah, sure. You're like the most powerful prince. Yeah. I, I know how I can solve this problem. Marry me, Jafar. Or, or not Jafar. Marry me, Aladdin. And Aladdin's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? Continuing to try to get her to take her clothes off and she won't do it. Yeah. It's like, until we're married, how about we just cuddle? Okay. And you could, you could see the like, not super excited face on Aladdin. It got it. The emotion that Jeff manages to convey just by echoing the word okay twice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I, there's just so, I don't know what, like, he, just what he manages to get across in just those, that repeated word. It's just, it tells you everything. Um, but from here, we do get Jafar unmasks Aladdin. And yes. it's like I bet the lamp is under that lamp-sized hat. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> um, but why would I pretend to be a prince just to get laid? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. But Jafar, Jafar implores Aladdin to do something right for the first time in his life and just hand over the lamp. But Aladdin Ahmed is is, uh, is advancing on on the is marching on the kingdom. Um, yeah. But Aladdin turns the Sultan and the Princess against Jafar by accusing him of sorcery. Um, and Jafar... And everyone immediately believes him. Because, yeah, and Jafar is, you know, he says, like, I would have expected this from all of you bozos, but Princess, I'm disappointed in you. Um, and she, her face falls. I know. Um, but then, smoke bomb, which, it's not sorcery, it's chemistry. Um, but Jafar steals the lamp. And from here we get the best song in the musical. Yes. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's so good. This song is mind-bogglingly brilliant. Yes, it's, it is. It is the, unfathomably again, good. Kaylee McMahon and yeah. her lyrics mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Yeah. Like so good because okay, so it goes out and he's. You know, he's wondering, you know, what he should do. And, and you know, as a citizen, he'd be thankful, grateful for the aid. But as the sultan, he would hate to feel betrayed. And Whichever he's just, he's not I sure what to do. Someone's wrath. Till now, I've always traveled down the straight and narrow path. Temptation may have beckoned, but I always have resisted. Which way do I turn? The roads become so, so twisted. Twisted. And you have the entrance of Jamie Lynn Beatty as Ursula. I'm yes. sorry, as the sea witch. Yes. And she she enters full like makeup and costume as the sea witch and it's beautiful. And she tells her story, her side of the story. Well, because because what, what this this was the thing that got and the thing that I don't know why it's one line and it's this it's this one little touch that I love so much. Because, um, you know, Jafar says, who are you? And she says, a fellow traveler down a twisted path. And then Jafar says, wait, I know you from Sherazad's stories. And so just yeah. the idea of, of that, that this is, 
that we're now getting, you know, like these stories that Sherazad is told and Jafar is looking back on them and realizing that now he's walking the same path. It's so good. And um, then, so she tells you know, the story of, cause, and if you listen to the lyrics in poor, unfortunate soul in little, in uh, mm-hmm. little mermaid, some of this is accurate. I used uh, to be which is that ocean. I was benevolent and always kept my word, but my brother held the not probably accurate. Yeah, but my brother held the antiquated notion that women should be seen and never heard. So he dethroned me and disowned me and on top of that resowned me to the outskirts of a kingdom in a cave, took my scepter and my crown, though I tried to take him down the truth and I now share a watery grave. And then we get um and we get a Scar's story, uh which which was that he was all about bringing everybody together. He had the hyenas and the lions in harmony until his brother ate his heirs, his precious cubs and stole his throne. Return to segregation, the hateful way we've known. Uh, I advocated for unity, but always was announced, renounced. So I saw the opportunity to right the wrong. I pounced. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've watched The Lion King, not all of this tracks, but it's no. so fun to see this, like, forgive mm-hmm. the pun, twisted yes. version of of what it could be. And and Ursula tells Scar, well, they didn't hate you because of your ideas. They hate you because that evil-looking scar on your face. Fortune favors the beautiful. To which Gaston, and then, oh, contraire. Just and Robert he comes in says, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Gaston, Gaston, you know, it's like, my only crime was love. In a town, there was only she who was as beautiful as me on the inside. On the inside. But then tragedy struck. She was taken hostage in a castle field filled with demonic furniture. So I did what anyone would do, and I organized a rescue mission. But how was I to know that she had fallen in love with her captor? To me, that doesn't seem entirely healthy, especially since he's a wolf-bear thing. But the heart wants what it wants in a cape. Yeah, but the heart wants what it wants, and sometimes what it wants is twisted. And it goes into the chorus, and then we are joined by... uh, by uh, Maleficent. Uh, Maleficent and Captain Hook. Maleficent only wanted to be invited to the party. Captain Hook only wanted to teach the boy responsibility. And, and, it, and you know, it, it, build, everything it builds. builds to this frenzy and this crescendo of everybody, you know, all of them singing, you know, I only wish to love her, you know, I, to, you know, to be included, to live in harmony for once. And, you know, it, everybody just i only wished for this i only wished for that i only wished i only wished i only wished and then it it builds like just bam the sudden crescendo and then cruella Deville walks out i only wish to have a coat made out of puppies and everybody it's, like boots her down <laughs> like okay, no it's, okay it's hard for me to pick out what the others are saying like everybody in the group is just like I'm sorry, what? Basically, everybody else is overlapping, but Dylan's voice stands out to me in the cacophony and just his, why would you do that? It cracks me up every single time. The the soundtrack, if you listen to just the soundtrack, it just has like one person's voice it's, cut it's in. It's just scar. You're not helping. Disregard that. Yes. You're not helping. Disregard that. And and so we move on from, from Quella. But it's it's just it's like it's like we couldn't twist Cruella's story and make her a good person. This no, is just no, just literally. <laughs> um, okay, so from here we get it's the last bit of the song, and um, and this okay, this came out in 2013, and when I have so this came out in 2013, 
and these these lyrics these lyrics right here specifically um what remains of a man when that man is dead and gone only memories and stories of his deeds will linger on and if a man's accomplishments aren't in the tale they tell will the deeds that go unheralded be his legacy as well um and then it goes on you know how will they tell my story how will they tell my tale will anybody even care the question then is whether tis nobler in the mind to be well liked but ineffectual or moral but maligned and i remember because i've been listening to this musical for years then 2016 comes along and hamilton explodes onto the scene and i remember by the time it got to the end of the musical and talking about um you know the 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 duel at the end between hamilton and burr and listening you know and hamilton talking about what is a legacy it's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see and all of this and my uh -huh. brain immediately flashed back to these lines of the you know the yeah. question then whether it is nobler in the mind to be well liked but ineffectual or moral but maligned and i just remember thinking i was like okay basically like three lines from twisted and it it boils hamilton down to it's like bare essentials yeah like the like the, i, I mean, can't that's essentially that's essentially burr versus hamilton yeah by it's, the end like yeah, yeah. It, i don't know what like it weirdly twisted like helped put the theme of hamilton into perspective for me just like because of that's this song true, here yeah. It and I like the two are kind of intrinsically linked for me now, um, you know. But but Jafar goes on to to say, you know, I'll never be the hero all the citizens adore. But if I hide to save my life, what has my life been for? The road ahead may twist, but I will never swerve. I'll give them all the unsung anti-hero they deserve. I've nothing left to lose, so the only path to choose is twisted. Let them twist and, my and words. The the way they're filming this scene at this point, it's in a it's in a tight close up on Dylan, and you can see the tears standing in his eyes yes. as he gives up everything he has fought for to save this kingdom. And he is literally going to give up all of his morals and and everything that he has tried to do and and go this route to save the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I, I just love the the way he's performing that that moment. It's and again, kind of like going back to what I was saying before of like the things that Jafar does, like like love being his motivation, that he loves the kingdom so much that like he's willing to resort to things outside of his own, like his own realm like his own spectrum of like because yeah. he's a man of science but because he needs to do he needs to save his kingdom because he loves it and the people in it so much he's going to do a thing that he never thought that he could do and he doesn't care like let them twist my words let the people scorn me who cares if no one will ever mourn me let them bury the side of the story that they'll never learn i'll be twisted it's my turn he is willing to sacrifice his reputation and everything that like everything to to save the kingdom yeah because and it's so good like mm -hmm. it's just it's such a great moment it's it's it is probably my favorite song in the musical mm -hmm. Um, a thousand and one nights is like right there, even with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm just always a sucker for you turning a, and you're with me on this. I think turning a fairy tale on its head and giving mm -hmm. me a different, a different interpretation. 
But so then we go to Achmed of the Princess. And I actually meant to mention this earlier and forgot. Uh-huh. When, when they were when they were doing No One Remembers Achmed, Achmed actually mentions, like he kind of admits he has feelings for the princess, but he knows he's not an, he's not attractive enough for her or good enough for her, so he knows that he'll never get her. So that I hadn't really caught that before. So when oh, really? when Achmed of the Princess, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I missed it, but I did. And so when Achmed and the Princess have this face off here, like it's very much like him, like in front of this girl he likes, so he's super awkward, <laughs> but also like she did set a tiger upon him. So, so this, oh there's this dichotomy God. of feelings that he's got to be feeling. This moment of he comes storming in. We've come to end our tyrannical rule. You will never end our tyrannical rule. But he's like, they go on and she's like, didn't my tiger eat your ass? To which his men just all yell, tiger fucker. It's like, your yeah. tiger did not eat or fuck my ass. It was I <laughs> who will be doing the fucking today. Bring off yeah, so his bring tiger off and no tiger. one gets hurt. Um, I meant I'm going to fucking destroy you. Yes. Um, and and so Aladdin, the princess is trying to call on Aladdin because, oh, he, you know, like he's faced the galloping hordes. That's like a hundred bad guys with swords. Um, but the. And, and but Aladdin has ditched. Yeah, Aladdin's bail. He's, not, he's and, not anywhere to be found. He's looking. Um, the next time we see, we see him next. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, it's he's it's not for, it's not for a little. Yeah, he's looking for the monkey. Um, <laughs> see you in hell, monkey. Oh, but Jeff, but Sultan um, Jafar comes in. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Jafar has made his first wish and wished to be the Sultan. Mm-hmm. Um, because he said, you know, Achman says he's here for the Sultan's head, and Jafar says, "That means you're here for my head." Yeah, and you know, we we get this kind of face off between them, but then Jafar is like, "I know what I have to do to, to destroy you," and he rubs the lamp. And we finally meet the genie, who only the speaks gin. in movie quotes. The, yeah, he Sorry, only, the gin. He only gin. speaks in movie quotes. We get, um, you talking to me? From from a taxi driver, we get, um, yeah. like, it's just this kind of crescendo of movie quotes. We I'm get, Batman. Here, yeah, I'm Batman. We get, here's Johnny. So they just assume that, that, the, that the gin's name is Johnny. And and then he's like, I can't remember the line, but it, this whole back and forth ends with the gin just whispering Rosebud, and I don't know why, but it kills me every fucking time. But God, um, but I and finally just, Jafar fucking snaps, <laughs> and he's just like, you either need to back me the fuck up or shut the fuck up. Um, and Jafar becomes the most powerful sorcerer in the land because he makes his wish. Yes, um, uh, and then we get um, uh, Aladdin runs into the princess and he's giving her the the full court press of basically the whole. It you know it's our it could be our last night together. We should have sex. I just to which I immediately flash to Owen from Torchwood. Yes, so let's all have sex. The world's gonna end. Let's all have sex. Yeah. Um. Um. But and, okay. This. This is where 
you start, this is where we get the turn with Aladdin or the beginning of the turn with Aladdin of realizing like, okay, he's been a relatively harmless creep up until this point. And now, you know, the princess just kind of keeps putting him off because like there's a fucking army invading. And then this is like, he tells her, I get it. You're a strong, powerful woman. So maybe what you need is a strong, powerful guy to go all strong and powerful on you. And because it's Jeff and he delivers it in this, like, like, like his body language is not threatening, but it's the tone of his voice that is like, danger Will Robinson, like, um. Well, and then at that moment, Princess has had enough. She's done. She's done with this bullshit. She is done with it. This And so she tells him, she's like, you're pissing me off. You're making sex seem gross and lame. I'm never going to have sex with you. But Aladdin points out he's a thief and he takes what he wants. And it's just. <laughs> like, At about that time, he pulls out a knife and he says that about that time Jafar comes in. I won't let you take so, this. Oh, yeah. he, Jafar comes in. He's like, I won't let you take her. You have no idea how much that girl means to me. I love her. You love her? Dude, she's like half your age. You're a total pedo. You're Which one to talk. <laughs> she is half his age. Half of, of Aladdin's age. But Jafar then finally puts some pieces together that he really should have put together earlier. No, not, not that um, kind of love shit for brains. You don't understand. My wife was with child when she was taken by the Sultan. She died in childbirth. And then the princess was coincidentally born around the same <gasps> time by Allah how could I have never seen it the sultan inverted his penis years ago he couldn't have children Aladdin please don't hurt her I love her like a daughter surely even you have felt this kind of love before and, then- and here comes the full full flip <laughs> I this was the most unanticipated plot twist I have yes. ever like in any in any Star Kid musical ever. So all of a sudden, like you get Aladdin saying, "Well, yeah, you know, his parents loved him," and then you begin to realize as he begins talking to his reflection, he murdered his own parents and has has like a, a, a oh, it's creepy. It's so good, he, but creepy. He has a full like Gollum Smeagol conversation with himself. And learning that this, you know, this other half of himself, like the the golem part of him, killed his parents because yeah. they were they were they even, him out of the house. They even shoot at Gollum Smeagol style. They do. Like when he when he's speaking as one, it's one camera. When he's speaking as the other, it's well, the other yeah. camera. Nice can you imagine being the audience watching it? Oh my god! I, but but, but he, yeah, so he, he goes in this whole like this whole thing <laughs> and then finally it's just where have you been in your reflection yeah it's <laughs> so creepy it just it finally like it goes back and forth and and it um it goes jafar's response is my fi- favorite moment finally like the dust kind of settles and like jafar and the princess are both kind of like at the edges of the stage like kind of giving him his space and then finally like to break the tension jafar's just like okay jesus christ i don't know what's going on here 
and then, but then finally, you know, he 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 says, you know, it's like, but you're in no position to be hold, to handle to be handling that knife or this lamp, spoken like a true dad. Yeah, um, and they make the deal that he will if 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 Aladdin will give him the princess, Aladdin can have the lamp. Mm-hmm. So they make the deal, but before he, you know, the the princess gets put thrown over to to uh, Jafar's side before he can finish the deal. Jafar makes his third wish, which is to free the genie and take his place. Yeah. Um, and so now Aladdin has the lamp. It's just a common oil lamp mm-hmm. and he's mad. It's not fair. And he kind of stomps off and run and runs away. Yeah. But, but, but now we get it, Jafar, okay. the gene, the gin. I don't know what it was like pretty much like this moment here was where I started getting emotional and then I just started crying through the rest of the musical because Jafar so Jafar now he he's there and you know they've they've done a um they've done a cool thing like with his costume and so now he's kind of shed his robes and he's he's got a gin kind of hood pulled up over his head um and you know and he's saying the power the absolute power the universe is mine to command to control and then he kneels in front of the princess and hands it holds the lamp out to her and he says and i am at your service princess and i don't know why it was just there's something in the delivery of it and because we haven't like really mentioned like dylan and Mm -hmm. rachel have this really great chemistry and they Mm -hmm. do they do very very well of like because you know like all of with the exception of like robert who was 19 you know all of the star kids at this point were in their like late 20s the fact that like dylan and rachel and like their peers they're basically the same age but the fact that they are able to convey this this parent child mentor mentee kind of relationship is Mm -hmm. it's so good and you know well, the other thing we kind of oh sorry go um, ahead no 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 go ahead the other thing we kind of didn't bring up but it's the reason he's giving her the lamp it, it, it's come up several times throughout the the show but Jafar doesn't believe anymore mm-hmm. you know it it's only when you're young that you it, you have to be able to believe you can change the world in order to actually change it mm-hmm. that line is a powerful line i i it, love that line he, uh, he go because he tells her he you know she asks she asks why he made that wish to become the djinn and mm-hmm. um and he says aladdin was right my wishes were weak but you your youth and your passion and yes your naivete they give you power when i was your age i thought i could accomplish anything i ever wanted and more but i didn't and perhaps no one does. But you have to think you will or you won't have the strength to try. And maybe you won't make any big changes, but a few little ones that pave the way for the next generation. And then they'll make small changes and leave it to the next and the next. It's a bit like a carousel of progress. Always spinning <laughs> towards a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And tomorrow just a dream away. <laughs> Which then, nice to bring in a, a Disney ride. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. One of my, one of my favorite things about 
the Disney trip that Meg and I took was the Carousel of Progress because it is so fucking outdated and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, like, the fucking grandma with the VR helmet, it makes me laugh so hard just to think about it. It's so good and so cheesy and so terrible. And so... And- I, the I idea behind the it. reference so yeah. much more this time. Oh yeah. Um, and the the idea behind the carousel of progress and behind what you know he's saying, the the whole like generations build upon build upon. Yeah. Like I, like it's such a good message. Mm-hmm. To, and, like in the middle of this parody, the, this this okay. parody and this fun time to just drop that. Can, I I love it every can, time. Can I say? Um, because when 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 Jafar says, you know, and tomorrow is just a dream away, and the princess says, what if tomorrow never comes? Jafar's response is, tomorrow always comes, even if it comes without us, without me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started crying and just kept crying. <laughs> yeah. Through the end. It's, it's such a powerful moment. And then they begin to sing, they, they do sing the song, The Power in Me here. Because, yeah, because, and Jafar, um, Jafar tells her, you know, that the, that that the lamp, it has to go back to the cave, but he can grant three wishes first. And so this is where we get the power in me. And it's just... Because they are the power in each other. Like, Jafar has empowered her by teaching her and raising her. Yeah. And and giving her the belief in herself. Yeah. Like, that's another, like, that's another really powerful thing, which at the time, I don't think any of the Star Kids were parents. But that, like, and I'm not a parent, but like, I've seen enough people that have children. That is that is what you do as a parent. You are raising a child mm-hmm. to to believe in themselves, to be able to to change the world in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to impact the world. That's what I think. That's what most people wish for their their children. Yeah. But but yeah. So that like the fact that he that is what she says. You know, you are the power in me. You're the one that has given me this gift, if, in a sense. If I'm capable of greatness, it's not innateness, don't you see? You're the one who put it there, the power in me. It's so good. And you know, and so they have that moment, and then she and makes her wishes. The, the, well, and the line, um, do not be fooled by appearances, for though it may mm-hmm. seem small, the power to love one another is the greatest power of all. Um, like, for a parody musical, and even yeah. a satire... They just drop it all and go pure sentimental sincerity and, here. And like moments like that is what I was talking about in our intro episode. When I talk about how sometimes the sincerity in a scene yes. will shock you and in a great way, like it will, it will, they drop the pretense, they drop the jokes mm-hmm. and they, they come at this message, which in a lot of ways is some of what Disney itself actually yes. puts out there. That message of, of dreaming and hope. And loving one another being important. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I think it hits me because it's so, they're, they've been taking the Mickey out the whole time <laughs> on Disney and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And now they drop it and go, but what they're saying is good. <laughs> like they drop and that, it and they, they're like, yeah, it's so good. And that's and like, and as I've, as I've said before, I'm like to actually have a true parody of something, like you have to fully understand the source material and not just uh, not, you know, not just at a surface level, you have to understand everything about it. Like every nook and cranny, every skeleton in the closet, you have to. And that is what star kid does. Um, and, but the princess makes her wishes and she wishes for a way to end the war with Pixar peacefully 
and she wishes that the kingdom had a sultan who could make it the happiest place on earth again. And for her third wish, she wishes that Jafar didn't have to go. You know, she says, when our story's just begun. And Jafar tells her, you know, I'm sorry, princess. There are some provisos, a few quid pro quo, few quid pro quos. That's one wish I cannot grant. And her response is, then I wish you every happiness. And his response it is, is it is done. And I'm and just Jafar like, I'm full on sobbing at that lamp. point. And Jafar, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Jafar takes the lamp and leaves the stage, but uh, we find out that the princess is now the majority shareholder <laughs> in the kingdom. Um, and there's been a, a secret vault with the lost treasure of Alibaba has been of found. Um, and so um, the princess, she buys the kingdom of Pixar. When Ahmed comes in, she's like, I don't want to fight. I want to buy. Yeah. And, and he's like, you couldn't, well, you couldn't buy us. And then she's like, how much is Alibaba's treasure? And uh, Jim Povolo's captain drops a number. And it's actually oh, the amount that Disney paid so, for Pixar. What, okay. What it is. And it made, okay. It made me laugh because, because, because she says, you know, captain, just how much, how much was Alibaba's treasure? And Povolo says, he's like, well, it's like, I only like really got a, like I only got like one look at it. It's like, but I was able to count it all. Seven point four billion drachma, and and to which, to which Ahmed just yells, "Sold!" Yeah, and so, and so then she makes the pronouncement which she brought up earlier in the music we didn't really talk about, but that everyone is a princess now. Everyone and, is going to be treated with that, and and it's a condition so and a condition of the oh, yeah. the purchase of peaks are that she you know she says you must bring in new administrators from your land, men with good ideas to help us rebuild, and you must respect our traditions and heritage. Please return our kingdom to its commitment to devotion and to duty. You must bring back the two Ds, and, and the whole then, audience goes nuts. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but and so um, then like. But yeah, then we fade away from them, really. Yeah, yeah, and we we fade away from them as you know the captain is proud to be a princess. <laughs> we fade away from them, and we have Jafar in the lamp alone. Oh, hold on! The captain says, "You know, so many good things have, ha- or so many great things have happened today. This is all Jafar's fault." Yep. Again, and it going back to, um, going back to when we talked about Annie the you know don't you know dick about star wars or the you know it's it's a it's a clever play on words that's where the comedy comes in finally like taking this throwaway line that has been a joke since the beginning and now turning it on its head of this is all jafar's fault that everything is great yeah um and and then we have jafar alone in the lamp and he's talking about it's a shitty shitty living space and then he hears shahrazad yeah so ends the untold story of a royal vizier funny that's not how the end that's not the ending that i recall you're forgetting the best part when the two lovers are reunited and they live happily ever after shares but how i'm pretty sure that someone wished for your happiness so i've come back the to way in the lamp uh, it, the way they look at each other here, i know i like i was already teary like i'm getting teary talking about it right now because like it is the most sincere like Oh, they act the okay. hell out of this. And the fact the like the the staging of this um is he's on the stage and she's come uh through the like one of the aisles in the yeah. 
in the audience. And so she's kind of standing out um, in the aisle and, and this is where, you know, she says, you know, I've come back to stay with you in the lamp and it cuts back to like Dylan's face and it just, Oh, emotions. Um, but she says, you know, and, doesn't this make yeah. you happy? And he says, yes, of course. But that doesn't that mean you're trapped here forever? And she takes off running onto the stage and just like leaps into his arms saying, I always said a thousand and one nights wasn't enough. And he um, wants to get his picture up and swing her around. Yeah. Oh, they and hug each we, other. We learn that, you know, she said, you know, she tells him that the princess's other wishes came true, that by making everyone a princess, she ensured that they were treated with respect and compassion um, and that the golden rule was followed and she led the kingdom into a third golden age. And he's like, well, how do you know all of this? And she says, well, in the lamp, we exist outside of time and space. It's how the djinn was able to watch all those funny movies he quoted. We can see anything, anytime, anywhere. And so he wonders what happened to Aladdin? And this is my favorite twist. Because <laughs> if, you know, if you guys remember the opening of um, the 1992 Aladdin movie, we have the hawker. The, you know, like, uh, combination hookah and coffee maker. Also makes julienne fries. Will not break. Will not eat broke. Like, that guy, it's Aladdin. <laughs> Yep. And and Sherzad tells us he does this until his fifty-fifth year, um, when he is killed by a thief over a loaf of bread. And that's the end of the true story. And Jafar says, Well, what of our story? How does it end? It doesn't. And, and they go back into a thousand one nights. Yeah, a reprise of a thousand one nights. And as, it, and the, everybody the cast comes out behind them and sings it as they kiss. Yes. And and then one of the best Star Kid stage kisses. Yes. Because like half the time when they do them, they're jokes. Yes. Like if you ever watch a Harry Potter musical, one of the best (laughs) worst stage kisses in humanity is the Ron and Hermione kiss. Or or even the Harry and Ginny kiss. They are wrong on so many levels. But so funny. This one is once again we're filled with that sincerity of mo of the moment. And and Mm -hmm. it it's just and that's how the show ends and then we go into the pop version of a thousand one nights as the credits roll and i friggin love the pop version i oh, love both versions of this so oh my god it's, it's one of those rare times where both versions of the song yeah are really good like they're they, like it's so good and like this yeah. yeah i love this musical so much it's it's absolutely it's so fucking good and i mean i think i think we both know what we're gonna rate it it's oh it's, yeah, it's five out of five for me. It's definitely a five out of five, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, like honestly, the fact like there are quote unquote like professional like musicals that like Broadway musicals that I'm like Twisted does this better. <laughs> yeah, or absolutely, like, it, it's just it's phenomenal. Well, I mean, we, we said this. We said this kind of. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, like, I can't I can't say enough good things about Twisted. Mm-hmm. It's the one that like if I like if I'm ever t- like if I'm ever talking to anybody about Star Kid, I tell them Twisted is just it is one of the it's the greatest thing to watch. Because I it and is I the pinnacle of what they do. It is absolutely. it is the pinnacle. It it takes everything that we know that they love and are good at and yes. 
it just throws it up there on stage. And then, like I said, I don't think that the girl who wrote lyrics for them wrote for them again. Yeah. But her lyric or guy, it could be a guy. I don't know for sure. Or it's a person. <laughs> they wrote these lyrics, and they the lyrics are so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like the lyrics make half the show. Without the lyrics, it's still a good show, and I still would feel. But man, it just it nails it, and knocks it out of the park. Yeah. In just this whole way, and yeah, you're right. There are broad. There are shows I've seen like Broadway type shows where I'm like, yeah, no, I'd rather watch Twisted. Yeah. And and I feel more with Twisted than I feel with other show with certain other other shows. But yeah, I like I could go on talking about like how great I think this musical is, and like it's to me it's the most quotable. Yes, one of the most quotable Starkid musicals. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm like a, a, a very Potter musical has some bangers. Um, yes, and I do quote things from a very Potter musical frequently, but I mean. There's just, um, there's just something like all start, like all the Starkid musicals are good. There is something so special about this one. Yeah. This one, it gets everything right. Yeah. It, I abs- agree. it absolutely does. If you're only going to watch one Starkid musical at this month, like if you've yeah. been like, oh, they're talking about these people. And I just don't know how I feel about them. If you're only going to watch one please watch Twisted. This is the that's, one. That's all I have to say. If you have a love of Disney at all, mm-hmm. Twisted. Yes. Like it, it is so enjoyable and so heartfelt. Fair warning. Like, I, like we said, we cry. Yes. Fair warning. You will never watch Aladdin the same way twice. We talked about that a little bit on our Aladdin episode. Yeah. When we yeah. talked about the remake. I have not watched the 1992 animated Aladdin since I watched Twisted because I can't do it. <laughs> I actually have, and I was able to suspend for everything but a whole new world. I was able to suspend my... Okay. When when we were at Disney, Meg and I did do the um, the, the carpet ride. And just <laughs> the whole time we were on it, like, I just... <laughs> See that palace of gold. Like I just, I was singing "Take Off Your Clothes" in my head the entire time we were on the ride. I didn't do it yep. out loud because there were small children. But <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling if I ever go to, because uh, I had I had not seen Twisted. Twisted was not out when I got married, so I haven't been to Disney since yeah. it's been out. Um, and then also, if I ever go to, so if I ever go back, that will probably be in my head. But then if I ever go to the the Wizarding World. Um, yeah, I will definitely be singing it back to Hogwarts, possibly out loud. It depends oh. on who's with me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I oh, it it just twisted is so amazing. And as I said, I could ramble on forever, mm-hmm. but I will spare you all that. So, do you have anything else to add, darling? That's all for me. All right. Well, that will get it for this episode of Catch Buddies. Thank you for joining us on our tour of Team Star Kid musicals this month. Uh, we. We should be back to some regularly scheduled programming for a little bit, um, but we um, that's just what we've got going on right now. And, and, uh, and we're not going to have a podcast next week. We're going to have yeah, we're taking a week we, off due to some some real life issues that have come up. <laughs> yeah, life has kind of gotten in the way right now. So we let's be uh, honest. COVID has gotten in the way. COVID has gotten in the way. Yes. Yeah, it's, 
it's just what it is. It's, there's, but... there's a pandemic still happening, y'all. And um, so, yeah, we we're taking next week off, but we will be back. I mean, we're a romance movie review podcast. Like, we got to come at you for Valentine's week. So, you know, um, it. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we will we'll be back the week after next. But until then, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.